1: Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Uh, we we're talking about COVID, and we're also talking about the uh, Cuyahoga County Emergency Management Agency. And with us tonight, we have Director Mark Christie. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Nick. Pleasure being on. Good. We were just uh, talking a little off uh, off-air here that uh, last time we had you on was September 17th of last year, and some things have changed. Um, with regard to the uh, EMA, it, it's oh, uh, EMA, um, OEM, well, what's the proper term for your agency? Either one. Yeah, either one, really. I think
0: uh, EMA is the more commonly used one just because of the connotation with FEMA, and everybody seems to be familiar with that Organization, But uh, we're considered an Office of Emergency Management, you know, uh,
1: in our county, uh, but really there, there is no difference. Well, as long as we have the word emergency in the title, that, that tells us a little bit about what you guys do. Well, since uh, we talked back in September, we're now in a, in a world where we're still with COVID. We are now with vaccines. Uh, and what role does the EMA play with regard to vaccines at this point? And how do you work with the other agencies? Sure.
0: So, you know, one thing that has not changed since September is, uh, you know, we are still working uh, really, um, you know, in conjunction uh, and closely with uh, our uh, county board of health and the city of Cleveland's uh, Department of Public Health and their Emergency Management uh, Office. Um, you know, the biggest, uh, the biggest news right now that everybody is hopefully uh, familiar with is that the vaccines are here. You know, starting in uh, in uh, Late December, uh, they arrived, you know, to, uh, to counties in, in Ohio, including ours, and um, we began, uh, you know, vaccinating our uh, 1A population. Um, and so, you know, for emergency management, what that meant for us is that, you know, again, we are uh, continuing to support the board of health. That's a, a board of health-driven uh, operation, um, but we are there uh, with them, helping to coordinate resources and staffing um, that are need- needed for. Uh, Uh, They're called uh, pods, points of dispensing, uh, where uh, people can uh, come and receive their vaccination. Uh, So right now we are in, uh, you know, full bore mode with our Board of Health partners, ensuring that we can set up these uh, points of dispensing when uh, vaccines are uh, delivered to our county and ensure that we can um, uh, coordinate the vaccination of the intended audience of those vaccines.
1: How many of these pods uh, are you guys operating around Cuyahoga County, and are they all at the same time, or are they staggered, or what's going on? So um, the county pods, we are we, right now we are uh,
0: offering uh, two a week. Um, and, again, they're for a specific audience, that Phase 1A group, which is uh, EMS providers, uh, healthcare workers, um, you know, frontline healthcare workers. So it's a pretty targeted audience, Um There's other, uh, you know, as you've probably seen in the news, other avenues uh, toward vaccines are opening up now in the Phase 1B group, um, and those are being offered uh, from registered providers. So, you know, any uh, pharmacy or grocery store or other groups like that that had registered to be providers of the vaccine um, are now uh, able to offer a registration process um, for the other groups that are becoming eligible in that phased approach within 1B. Um, But for our county purposes right now, we are still focused on Uh, the 1A group, and um, completing that. And to do that, we are offering uh, typically two of these uh, pods or clinics a week uh, to try to get that group through the process.
1: With regard to numbers for the 1A group, uh, how are we doing? Like how many do we have in the county, and uh, how fast are they being inoculated? When will they be completed?
0: Not getting into too many specifics, um, I think we are – you know, the Board of Health is feeling pretty uh, confident that we're, we're, you know, addressing that group um, uh, to a level now that, you know, we're, we're sort of uh, um, at, a, at, a, at a point now where we've addressed a lot of that group and are, you know, making the transition now to the other uh, phases or phase 1B. Um, but, you know, as you're aware, Cuyahoga County, County is, is, is different than a lot of other counties in the state of Ohio in that we, we do have a larger population. or a larger urban area. So, it, uh, while some counties have been able to make that transition sooner um ours you know takes a little bit longer just because that that population is larger we have more uh, healthcare care uh, workers and, and ems providers in our county than you know, you know many of the other uh, 87 counties do
1: sure well, when we talk about transition are we talking about uh, weeks or months or what what kind of magnitude are we talking well, the- about
0: The transition is is already occurring. Like I said, um, you know, as of uh, last week is when um, the providers that had, uh, you know, registered to um, uh, give vaccine um, were finally given their uh, initial shipments of it. And so 1B uh, populations, uh, you know, January 19th was the first week, again, last week, where Ohioans over uh, the age of 80 began registering to receive vaccine uh, through one of those providers uh, within our county. Um, this week, you know, uh, Ohio and 75 and older are now eligible, so they can begin calling and trying to make arrangements to become vaccinated, and the list, you know, goes on through through Phase 1B, um, and, uh, you know, up until I think February 4, uh, 15th is is uh, is the 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 next or the the, the date within Phase uh, 1B where. Ohioans with uh, qualifying medical conditions uh, can then become vaccinated. So not just those, you know, maybe senior level uh, citizens, but others that have the qualifying medical conditions would then be eligible to um, to register uh, to receive vaccines through one of those providers.
1: Well, the pods that uh, the uh, uh, EMA is running, are they going to be continuing after transition?
0: Yeah, I, I think for the foreseeable future, the, the plan is uh, to continue. Um, Getting up those those uh, events and uh, providing vaccine to you know, to whatever eligible audience it uh, is uh, at that given time. And so we're planning I, you know, for that. Go ahead. go
1: ahead. Well, you mentioned there are two pods. Yeah, can you tell us where they are?
0: So it's uh, the one uh, fixed location is at the Cuyahoga County um, Fairgrounds. The other pod, uh, we are trying to at this point um, move that uh from location to location uh to try to make sure that we can enable access to different parts of our county that might not be as uh as proximate to uh berea where the fairgrounds are located so last week we had um we actually used an e-check station in euclid uh to to host a pod over the weekend uh, again for that phase 1a group uh and this week we'll have it in a different location and i think like i said the intention is to try to move um That around as much as we can just to enable uh, efficient access uh, for, for, uh, you know, the different areas of our county.
1: Now, I think on the county uh, Board of Health website, there was a registration uh, capability where people have registered to be notified when they're uh, going to be called to come in for inoculations. Uh, Are are they going to be assigned by the county then to one of your pods, or is there any personal responsibility that the uh, ordinary residents have? Uh, not necessarily. So, you know, one of the
0: one of the biggest uh, changes, actually, that we were happy to um, announce for this week was that uh, we were able to work with two one one, and two one one. For those that are unfamiliar with it, is basically an information uh, calling source uh, where, if you have general questions um, for you know resources or any other purpose, you can call them, and, you know, in times of peace, and they can connect you with uh, whatever it is that you're looking for. Typically, um, in this instance. We were able to work with them to build out a process where uh, residents could call 211, one um, explain who they are, um, and, and, you know, express interest in uh, getting uh, vaccinated. And 211 could then uh, make them aware of the uh, different avenues uh, that are available to them, the different providers that might be most proximate to their location uh, in the county. And again, uh, reaffirm their eligibility based off of the awareness that they have from, you know, our, our uh, you know, state and board of health officials. Um, so they can give good, informed uh, decision-making uh, for, for residents. Um, the registration process on the county board of health site that you mentioned, uh, that also is important uh, because that is, is basically um, my understanding of that is uh, you can provide your information to be contacted when vaccine uh, is, is uh, you know, going to be available uh, to you. Not necessarily. It doesn't necessarily register you for receiving the vaccination, but it'll keep you uh, informed and updated of uh, the status of, uh, of your vaccination eligibility or the status of, you know, just the vaccination process in our county. Uh, but 2-1-1 is something, like I said, that we're really trying to uh, uh, convey to the public because that, that should be your one-stop shop repository, uh, you know, uh, for um, information for uh, COVID-19 vaccine in our county.
1: With the uh, the two one one is that just here in Cuyahoga County, or is that statewide, or how does that number work? Two one one it it it's beyond Cuyahoga County, uh, but you know uh,
0: it's sort of on a county to county basis where um, uh, uh, an option like this could be put into place. So our county has done that. Um, it's on certain you know uh, whether or not other counties surrounding us have done uh, something similar. I have uh, I do have awareness that other parts of the country have. Um, you know, a similar process set up, but, uh, but again, it might be inconsistent from county to county, you know, in, in this northeast Ohio. Um, one other thing I want to mention about that option, too, is that uh, for those that might not have uh, access to a computer, 2 on one is actually able to help uh, assist with the actual registration. So not only can they give you the information about where you can register, if for some reason you're unable to do it yourself, um, they, they uh, can assist uh, individuals with actually performing that function.
1: Oh, that, that's excellent news. I know there's some concern that when we were rolling out uh, 1B, uh, that we have people over 80 years old. Many of them, most of them perhaps, don't have access to computers or don't, uh, are really capable of handling the technology, so 211 is something easy to remember. We're talking to Mark Christie. He's the director of the Cuyahoga County EMA, OEM, uh, the Emergency Management Agency. And we're talking about the vaccination process that's going on here in Cuyahoga County now. Don't go away. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back.
2: This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com.
1: Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. Hi, this is Nick Phillips for Cloud9IT. That's cloud with a K. And you can find them online at flatfeeit.com or call them at 844-CLOUD9IT. Cloud9IT is here to help you during the coronavirus. Business owners have had to stay open and make a lot of changes to stay up and running, and Cloud9IT can help provide you with a secure way for your team to work from home. Whether it's a remote desktop or a cloud phone system, Cloud9IT will keep your business open and profitable during these difficult times. You have enough on your plate. Let Cloud9IT handle your IT. Call my friends at 844-CLOUD9IT or visit them at flatfeeIT.com. Don't forget. Cloud 9 IT.
3: at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care.
1: Are you ready for a mouth-watering steak fixed the way you want it? Treat yourself to a tried-and-true steakhouse, Ferris Steakhouse, family-owned and a fixture in Cleveland for over 80 years. Located at 2589 Worcester Road in Fairview Park, COVID safe, with patio dining and a full menu, try Ferris Steakhouse. Enjoy eating at the restaurant or take it to go. Check out Ferris Steakhouse online at ferrissteakhouse.com. You can count on Ferris Steakhouse. See you there. Welcome back. Cleveland, Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. We're talking about the vaccination process for COVID-19 here in Cuyahoga County. And with us is Mark Christie, the director of the Cuyahoga County Emergency Management Agency, also known as the Cuyahoga County Office or. Is it Office of Emergency Management? Correct. That, yep. the yep. Got it right. <laughs> Mark, again, thank you for being with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when someone drives up to a, a pod site, what will they see and what will they be expected to do? So um,
0: for our, the accounting pods, again, right now we're focused on that Phase 1A group, which is uh, you know the EMS providers and the critical health care workers and um, and so, in order for them uh, to go through that process, there's a pre-registration um, that will, uh, you know, start the vetting process to ensure that they're eligible under that Phase 1A uh, priority from the state. And then, um, when they arrive at the um, the uh, clinic or pod, um, as we refer to it, uh, they will once again have to, you know, register and um, verify their credentials uh, with with some folks on site to make sure that they are who they say they are. Uh, And then the process beyond that point, you know, we we try to make it as as quickly uh, or as, you know, quick as possible. And um, they're drive, you know, the ones that we're operating are drive through. uh, So you stay in your car, um, you basically pull up to a table, uh, show your paperwork um, and go through the process. And and then once you've received your vaccine, um, the only other item that we, you know, we we need to um, make sure happens is that, uh, you stay for 15 minutes to be monitored to make sure there's no initial reaction that, uh, you know, needs to be addressed or should be concerning. And once that 15 minutes has, has passed, uh, you're released. And, uh, you know, the whole process, again, should be relatively painless and, and quick. And uh, we're happy right now with, with the way things are working um, that it has been for, I think, the vast majority of people that have gone through one of the county pods.
1: When, when people get their vaccination, uh, can you have more than one person in a car?
0: You can. Um,
1: especially if, if
0: other people are also being vaccinated, you know, as part of that phase 1A group, uh, typically if, if, uh, if, if you if there's only one person being vaccinated, you know, they do, they do try to, try to encourage people to come by themselves but, you know, the only people that should be showing up there are the ones that are receiving the vaccination. Um, but you know, that said, it's not, uh, you know, if, 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 there, if that's not possible, if you do have to bring somebody with you for whatever reason, um, you won't be turned away.
1: And uh, the, anyone who does get vaccinated will have to meet the criteria, and will they have to be pre-registered so that the pod will expect them to be there and they'll correct. check off their name? Yeah, correct.
0: And so, and like you know, like I mentioned earlier, with the uh, providers too, um, those are the ones you know, like the discount drug marts, the, the Marks pharmacies that are currently uh, providing vaccines to the Phase One B group. Um, they too have their own separate processes to validate that the people that are calling to you know uh, register to receive vaccine are um, eligible under that uh, prioritized criteria from the state of ohio um, and and we 're doing the same thing uh for that one one a group right now
1: so the uh The next step, as we talked in the last segment about transitioning, once all the one A's are taken care of you 'll continue the operation and we 'll go into the uh one B's. And uh, we don't know how long the 1Bs will take to go through. Do we have any numbers of how many 1B people there are in Cuyahoga County that we'll be looking yeah, at? Yeah, there's,
0: there's estimates, but it is still sort of uh, speculative as if, if the you know, when that transition to the next, you know, phase will occur. Um, but they do they, they are working off of, you know, some data and numbers uh, to forecast some of that the best they can. Uh, but still, you know, I, I have not heard any, any firm
1: um, date, you know, or other than just speculation. With uh, the people parking and waiting 15 or 20 minutes or so after their injection, uh, what basically are they looking for, and uh, will they be able to get someone's attention if they start having difficulties? How does that work?
0: Sure. Um, so, yeah, the, the initial 15-minute uh, wait time is really just to monitor people to make sure that there's no immediate reaction that would be you know, cause for concern and, and require uh, you know, a second look from a medical professional um so you know it, we call it the recovery area so once you've received your vaccine you pull up into that area there's a number of people uh volunteers and, and uh medical professional professionals that are within that vicinity that are sort of just uh you know walking around observing making sure everybody's okay uh making sure nobody needs uh you know is trying to get their attention and needs um some sort of assistance with anything and then like i said after that fifty minutes is up um those that, that are waiting are then released and can go on their merry way, um, you know, out of our, our out of our little pod. Um, so the so far, was, mm-hmm.
1: go
0: ahead. I was going to say, this the good the good thing uh, for us is that you know, right now we're, we're relying heavily on uh, EMS, uh, you know, municipal EMS and fire uh, professionals from throughout the county and all the different communities to help uh, actually administer the vaccines. So if there if an issue were to occur, there is ample <laughs> medical.
1: Uh, trained professionals, trained on, people. And, there, sure, yeah,
0: to, to to deal with something very quickly.
1: Uh, have you seen any uh, reactions yet, or if you had to respond, or anyone have to respond in the waiting area yet? Uh, within our
0: pods, I have not been awa- made aware of any sort of uh, serious reaction um, from anybody yet. Uh, nothing, uh, you know, n- nothing that I've been made aware of uh, that has caused a significant issue that um, required, you know, medical attention.
1: Well, I assume. Oh, uh, one of the other questions I know when we talked last time, back in September, we're still on the tail end of uh, making sure there was sufficient personal protection equipment for for everybody, for all the healthcare providers. Has that situation uh, normalized and stabilized? Um, to an extent, you know,
0: there is the the supply chain does seem to be uh, a little more reliable than it was last year. At certain points, uh, we are continuing. Our county is continuing uh, our PPE, um, distribution. So, you know, we continue to receive, uh, to receive purchased PPE that the county has, has bought. And then also, uh, PPE that the state of Ohio is pushing to counties, um, uh, to provide to, again, the critical healthcare workers and, uh, you know, agencies and, and, uh, first responding agencies that, uh, might be having trouble sourcing it themselves. Um, so that operation continues and, and we sit, sort of see ourselves in that role, for the foreseeable future as well, Um, just to be, you know, on hand, uh, to have quick access to PPE in the event uh, there's an issue with an organization uh, that they, you know, for some reason they're depleting their sources and they're up against uh, the obstacles to try to uh, replenish them.
1: The uh, Cuyahoga County has about, I think, somewhere between 1.2 to 1.3 million people uh, as residents. And with regard to the idea of vaccinating, Hopefully, seventy percent or more. Uh, that will take us probably into the summer and beyond. Do you think, or are there estimate estimates that the people who want to take the vaccination will be done with them maybe sooner? How's that looking?
0: So that's you know that's a great question. I I don't know that I have a a, a good answer on that. I, I will say that one thing that we're sort of seeing and and, and monitoring is that um, you know with this, this new administration coming in, clearly they're they're making decisions and, and, uh, and you know, executive orders um, that are all aimed at um, really being more aggressive with vaccine production and distribution. Uh, so, um, you know, we expect that that will have an effect, you know, hopefully soon where uh, our area and other areas can begin to get more uh, vaccine in, in, in higher quantities. And obviously, if, if that, uh, if and when, you know, that starts happening, um, that'll accelerate you know, the process. I mean, I think you know, our experience from my perspective is that, you know, most people um, want the vaccine, see its importance. And, uh, and so, if, you know, all we have to do really is make sure that uh, we can receive it and make it available to them. And the sooner we can do that, the faster we can do that, the the, the quicker we are on our, on our path
1: to, um, you know, full recovery from this pandemic. From a supply side of vaccines, are you getting enough vaccines to run these pods for the entire? Day the entire shift, uh, and and if so, are you getting Pfizer or Moderna, or does it matter?
0: Uh, it doesn't matter to us. But uh, for uh, initially, we were getting Moderna. Um, Pfizer was going uh, to uh, hospitals and long-term care, and uh, also Moderna. But we the county pods were uh, originally just getting Moderna. Now we are also, I think, beginning to receive some Pfizer. Um, it's sort of immaterial to, to our processes uh, what vaccine it is um, but uh, typically you know we these pods we try to uh, I think aim right now for uh, running a thousand people through a pod on a, on a given um, you know on a given uh, day and so we've been able to do that and, and you know that continues to be our target and uh, and um, so striving for that obviously if we um, receive more vaccine uh, and can uh, Um, implement operations that that can do a higher volume of uh, or higher throughput of of, uh, people, then we'll strive for that. But right now, it's uh, a 1,000 people in our
1: pods a day. Well, very good. Well, keep up the good work, Mark Christie. Uh, We're talking to Mark Christie, the director of the Cuyahoga County Emergency Management Agency, about the vaccination process and the pods we have operating here in the county. Mark, thank you again for, for joining us. Thank you, Nick. Pleasure. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away.
2: Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Experience a do-it-yourself plan can not provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com.
1: Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance. Needs. Hi, this is Nick Phillips for Cloud9IT. That's cloud with a K. And you can find them online at flatfeeit.com or call them at 844-CLOUD9IT. Cloud9IT is here to help you during the coronavirus. Business owners have had to stay open and make a lot of changes to stay up and running, and Cloud9IT can help provide you with a secure way for your team to work from home. Whether it's a remote desktop or a cloud phone system, Cloud9IT will keep your business open and profitable during these difficult times. You have enough on your plate. Let Cloud9IT handle your IT. Call my friends at 844-CLOUD9IT or visit them at flatfit.com. Don't forget. Cloud 9, IT
3: at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care.
1: Are you ready for a mouth-watering steak fixed the way you want it? Treat yourself to a tried-and-true steakhouse, Ferris Steakhouse, family-owned and a fixture in Cleveland for over 80 years. Located at 2589 Worcester Road in Fairview Park, COVID safe, with patio dining and a full menu, try Ferris Steakhouse. Enjoy eating at the restaurant or take it to go. Check out Ferris Steakhouse online at ferrissteakhouse.com. You can count on Ferris Steakhouse. See you there. Welcome back to Cleveland. Nick Phillips with another segment of The Advocate. And uh, we're talking about the Cuyahoga County government uh, tonight, the Cuyahoga County Council, and our returning guest, uh, Council Member Nan Baker. Nan, thank you as always for coming back and helping us understand what's going on here in Cuyahoga County. So thank you.
4: Thank you, Nick, for having me. It's always a pleasure to come in and hopefully uh, try to answer some questions and give you a progress report as to how we're doing in Cuyahoga County.
1: Well, very good. Well, you know, the big question we've been talking about in every show since March has been associated with COVID-19, which has pretty much affected everybody here in the United States as well as around the world. Uh, With regard to uh, COVID, how are we doing here in Cuyahoga County as far as the case numbers go?
4: Well, um, you know, I do have some good news to share. We've been, as you said, talking about this since March of last year. Here we are in January 2021, and um, things are looking up. I would say that uh, as of today that we are speaking, cases are down and uh, the death reports are, are down. Uh, so we are, I believe, all across Ohio, uh, you hear the governor also expressing that uh, we may be lifting some of the restrictions, especially when it comes to restaurants and bars, but they may be able to stay open a little later and reduce the, the curfew. So those are indicators that uh, we are moving in a much better direction than we were perhaps even the last time we, we spoke.
1: Well, that's good to hear. We're. I think starting to one where a lot of us are fatigued about the whole pandemic and the coronavirus issues, but it's still something we have to pay attention to. It's still a deadly virus, It still can affect some people very seriously. But with that in mind, with the vaccines that are out and the vaccination process, uh, we are, I think, starting to feel that there's an end in sight. And speaking of the vaccination process... Uh, How is the vaccination process going on here in Cuyahoga County?
4: Well, Cuyahoga County is following the um, direction of stated by the state of Ohio. And um, as you probably know, and the listeners probably know, January 19th was set up for the vaccinations to begin, which is exciting for those that were 80 and older. And as of January 25th, earlier this week, uh, we were taking those that were 75 and older. And then beginning uh, February first, it will be seventy and older. And then February eighth, it'll be ages sixty-five and older. So it is beginning to roll out. I know there's been a lot of uh difficulties in getting this this vaccine out to where it needs to be, but uh each day that goes by is getting better than the day before. And uh we all just need to be patient and do the best we can in making, connecting the dots in in getting the vaccine and knowing where the uh, places are that we can go to be treated. So it's, um, it's a, we're living in a, um, you know, in a, in a, with a moving target, but the good news is, is that we're talking about vaccines and not about cases, and we want to get people vaccinated, especially those, as you said, are most vulnerable as soon as possible.
1: Are we seeing many people refusing or deciding not to take the vaccine, or is it a a bigger response than we thought?
4: You know, I think that right now those that want it, which is quite a few people because there's a waiting list. uh, Those that are hesitant or don't want it uh, are really, they're addressed as far as trying to make sure they know that it's a safe vaccine. But we have more than enough people right now to manage that do want it. So it's uh, more of trying to treat those that are very much in favor of getting the first shot and then scheduled for the second. Uh, I will let you know too that the Cuyahoga County has put together a 2-1-1 phone system so that people who are having trouble navigating through the website, which is where you need to go to make an appointment to get your vaccination. If you're having difficulties, there is uh, a person on the other end through Cuyahoga County's resources. We hired uh, United Way um, to have a dedicated phone line that people can call and ask questions if they are having difficulty making those uh, reservations for themselves. So that was something we did only about a week ago, and we're going to have it for the next 10 weeks until we start seeing Um, A better result when people try to make those appointments.
1: Well, as these vaccinations continue, and if people continue to maintain their distancing and to wear the mask and so on, hopefully the trend is going to continue where we have the lessening of new cases and opening up the economy, which leads me to the question of uh, the uh, end of the pandemic, or at least the opening up of the pandemic, and how we're going to Mm -hmm. approach recovery. Uh, does the county council mm-hmm. talk much about recovery and how they're going to be approaching that and implementing it?
4: Well, we have. We had a uh, committee meeting just last week on uh, with our economic development director, and and Jumpstart and Magnet and all the Greater Cleveland Partnership. All those that are involved in trying to move uh, Cuyahoga County forward in its business community um, all are optimistic that. Mid to late year, we will be getting back to a life that most of us will feel, will feel different because we've been so conditioned over the last year to to protect ourselves. But yes, things are, are uh, being talked about. We want to get our our restaurants and our small businesses back on track. There are uh, grants available that the county has put out over the last few months. There's grants available through the federal government, through the CARES Act that many of our businesses have tapped into. Um, So there is some relief, but the best relief is to um, allow businesses to open up at 100%, get their employees back employed, and uh, carry on with what they do best, and that's running their business. That's the main objective uh, Mm -hmm. this year, mid-year, and moving forward.
1: If there's a small business owner listening who hasn't uh, yet applied for any of these grants, is there someone they can call or some office that can help them through the uh, bureaucracy of it?
4: Well, I would suggest uh, to call you know, the Cuyahoga County office, or you can call the office of Cuyahoga County and, and ask them, who can I talk to that will give me information on what I can perhaps qualify for, whether it's through a grant or a low-interest loan, and they will be able to direct them. There's uh, no question that there's people there that can that can do that, and they'll make sure that they talk to the right people. Uh, it's, so, it's, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say it's, grant- it's a difficult time right go
2: ahead. now. Oh, it's I a know difficult it is. time wanted- right
4: now for those businesses that, you know, I, I know that they're looking for resources, and, and many of them have. I know through my own Chamber of Commerce, I have given them a couple of times resources that the Cuyahoga County is offering. Uh, along with what the state offers and even the federal level offers and you know just keep pushing that out there and i'm sure my other county council members do the same so that our businesses are aware of what resources uh they can tap into to get them through this difficult time
1: mm-hmm. are are there still grants available and money available for businesses
4: yes um i there is another round of ppp uh that um I believe the deadline is still open. I know a couple of businesses that have already submitted and are waiting to hear whether or not they've qualified. So yes, uh, if anyone that's listening would like to look into a federal government um, CARES Act, which really is pushed down to the state level, I would definitely look into that and uh, see whether, I I believe the deadline is still open uh, as as to applying for it. But whether or not they qualify is something they need to find out once they try.
1: Well, that that's good that the money is still there, because hopefully, like we said earlier, we may be moving through and, and out of this pandemic, like you mentioned also. Yes. Coming near the uh, mid or the end of the year, we may yeah. have some semblances of uh, normalcy. And uh, that at least be opening up our restaurants and being able to go out to dinner sometime. Probably one of the exactly. things I miss most. Well, I think, uh, from, a, yeah. from a financial standpoint, uh, how are we doing with regard to Target County and its uh, government funding? The tax revenues, are, are they coming in okay?
4: Well, you know, of course, sales tax is down. And, of course, the the dollars that we receive through sports arenas are down because of ticket sales. Uh, we have been managing, uh, a lot of our time has been managing the CARES Act dollars that were given to us. Um, to the federal government and making sure that you know we meet what what the needs are for those that are in our businesses or individuals that are in need of uh, any kind of housing or or food or mm-hmm. lots mm-hmm. of uh, lots of problems there. Uh, well, also, the uh, uh, come, right. we'll hold on. To yes. your a moment.
1: we'll take a short break. I uh, want to come back okay. we'll talk about the CARES Act money coming into the county but uh, for now we're going to take a short break we're talking to Nan Baker a member of the Congress County uh, County Council and we'll be back after these words you're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK the advocate we'll be right back
2: Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree. Insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com.
1: Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of the advocate pat lamb and select insurance have been my insurance agents for years wonderful to work with and never a hassle call pat lamb at select insurance for your insurance needs hi this is nick phillips for cloud nine it that's cloud with a k and you can find them online at flatfeeit.com or call them at 844 cloud nine it cloud nine it is here to help you during the coronavirus Business owners have had to stay open and make a lot of changes to stay up and running, and Cloud9IT can help provide you with a secure way for your team to work from home. Whether it's a remote desktop or a cloud phone system, Cloud9IT will keep your business open and profitable during these difficult times. You have enough on your plate. Let Cloud9IT handle your IT. Call my friends at 844-CLOUD9IT or visit them at flatfeit.com. Don't forget... Cloud 9 IT.
3: at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care.
1: Are you ready for a mouth-watering steak fixed the way you want it? Treat yourself to a tried-and-true steakhouse, Ferris Steakhouse, family-owned and a fixture in Cleveland for over 80 years. Located at 2589 Worcester Road in Fairview Park, COVID safe, with patio dining and a full menu, try Ferris Steakhouse. Enjoy eating at the restaurant or take it to go. Check out Ferris Steakhouse online at ferrissteakhouse.com. You can count on Ferris Steakhouse. See you there. Welcome back, to Cleveland. Nick Willis, with our final segment of the Advocate for tonight. We're talking to Nan Baker from the Togga County Council, and we're talking about how, how we're doing. Uh, Nan, again, thank you for joining us.
4: You're welcome. It's always a pleasure to be here and do my best to let you know what we're doing here in Cuyahoga County.
1: Well, it's always helpful. You know, during the last segment, we were talking about the CARES Act and uh, money coming into Cuyahoga County uh, and an extension recently to extend the uh, time period that the county has to spend. Uh, About how much money does the county have left from CARES Act money that is going to help us out with our budget?
4: Well, the, the CARES Act was given to the county in 2020. And all of the requirements at that time was that we needed to apply for what we needed and we needed to uh, spend it by the end of the year in 2020. And so there was a bit of a scramble uh, in making sure that we were able to appropriately spend those dollars and then also spend them by the end of the year. At the last minute, at the end of December, uh, they passed an exception and said, if you haven't spent all those dollars by the end of the year, you can carry over to 2021. Some of the dollars that were spent by the county, in, in a pretty large amount, were all the county buildings were refit for types of uh, safety features with pexiglass, between desks, distancing, of seating. Um, the HVAC system was given a a better um, infiltration system, um, elevators that were uh, also um, you didn't there was non-touch, all kinds of different uh, ways of protecting people was spent by the county in making sure that those that came into their even their courthouses, any of those public spaces. been renovated uh, and used by the CARES Act. The package also included about $125 million uh, just to provide for small businesses. And that too was uh, for 25 employees or less. So that too was part of last year's uh, grant. And uh, as I was saying earlier, there is another round, a second round that you're able to apply for, which I would encourage anyone to apply for those dollars um, because I believe it's still open. Um, It's whether or not you qualify. Most of it is geared towards payroll. The last one was geared for any kind of expenses, but this one is geared more for trying to get your employees back, and this would allow you dollars to help pay for those employees um, during this time. A uh,
1: question at the county level with the county government, you have hundreds of employees. Uh, I would assume that most of them or many of them are still working remotely from home. Would that
4: be correct? That's right. Yes, many and, of them are working from home.
1: And uh, I was wondering how that's working in the context that I've been hearing that as we're looking at recovery from the pandemic, that there are some COVID practices that we may be continuing with because uh, they're just good ideas. Has there been much talk or discussion about any of these COVID ideas that might be carried on, such as maybe more liberal policies to have people work from home?
4: I think for the county, because it's a people, a direct people relationship, I think that most will come back to the offices and conduct business that way uh i know though in the private sector there is a a leaning towards wanting to keep it remote i think private businesses found that it is can be more efficient and the workers seem to find that they they like that uh they can perhaps save on that travel and, and time uh and and work from from home uh security though is always an issue um you know, making sure that uh, files are that are, are safe and secure from anybody that may come in your home. And, you know, many of these so-called offices from home are in the middle of a living room or family room or, or bedroom. You know, it's, it's not always what you would think you would have when you work from home. So that had to be addressed. And I'm not sure, especially in the county environment, I think most of those workers are going to be going home, going to be going back to their offices Coming back. when it's safe enough to do it. Yes, even on county council. Yeah, county council members right. are also um, uh, remote. We have been on Zoom for our public meetings since uh, March of this year, uh, and I think, and we were going to, and we're continuing now into 2021, but I think once we find that the vaccines are increasing and the cases are decreasing, and that level of security is there for safety, we will all go back to our uh, county council meetings in person and resume business as we used to.
1: Most of the county money comes from sales tax. Uh, Do you see any movement in the sales tax as we're proceeding through the year? Any upgrade on that?
4: Uh, Well, as businesses, you know, begin to reopen more than what they are now and people. Are out and spending money. Yes, uh, we're counting on sales tax to increase. We already see an increase in sales tax than what we had in the first quarter and second quarter of of last year. So we already see that trend increasing, and we don't think that that's going to change. So it can only get better. Um, and you know that well, that's all good, good news. That <laughs> yeah. is
1: that is good news. Uh, well, looking ahead yeah. the next month or so. Uh, are there any things that are on the horizon here that the council will be doing there or work in progress or things we'll be hearing about shortly?
4: The issues that were there before we were impacted by the COVID-19 are still there. We still have problems with our jails. We still have um, issues with um, overcrowdedness. Um, You know, our, our, the issues that we have with, with workforce training and getting people the what they need in order to sustain, all of those are still there. Uh, so that is what we'll be focusing and gladly, I mean, I think we're all going to be glad when that becomes the focus instead of survival through this virus. Um, but yes, you'll be hearing maybe the next time we talk or even a bit after, there'll be more focus on Cuyahoga County and getting back to where we were before all this happened.
1: Well, very good. Well, at least hopefully the uh, revenues will continue to come in because of a good economy. And uh, as uh, as that's happening, we're going to be able to make sure the budget uh, does well. And and by the way, does the county budget look like it's going to be balanced
4: at this point? We do see that it's going to be balanced. Uh, We, you know, through this pandemic, there are costs that we didn't have to uh, you know take care of, and then there are costs that were more than we would have had to pay for, but overall, it looks like we're going to come in and have a balanced budget uh it's lean, there's no question about it. Um, the reserves had to be touched, which is unfortunate, but yes. I think that uh, we, if we can get through the mid to late year and start showing some promise uh, of money coming in, more so than what we had in the first six months, uh, yes, we should have a balanced budget by the end of the year.
1: Oh, And just a quick thought. I know that over the years we talked about gambling money coming in where there's revenues from the yeah. casinos coming into the county. Uh, Has that still been happening? Have we been seeing any money's revenues coming
4: in? Well, the revenues from the casino um, fund is certainly low. I mean, there, you know, the limited time that people can even go to the the casino, and then just those that feel safe enough to go, is is rather low. So the casino revenue is down, and you know, much of that. Much of those dollars, too, were spent on community projects that uh cities across Cuyahoga County would take advantage of and and uh use for their community support so that's been nice. missed but again, once you know we get people feeling comfortable in large groups like that in large facilities, then we will um definitely see the revenue go back to where it was, or at least near where it used to be. Well, very
1: good. Well, uh, hopefully next time we have you on, have you on next month and uh, we'll be talking hopefully about further improvements with the COVID-19 and improvements with the economy and just the general improvement with everybody's attitude. So Nan Baker, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
4: You're welcome. It's always a pleasure. I would say to those that are 65 or older, uh, please make sure you sign up for your vaccine. Even if it's a little difficult, please do it. Uh, We have a 15.6% of those that are 65 and older in Cuyahoga County. We need to make sure that uh, we get them vaccinated.
1: Very good. And we all want to encourage that. So Nan Baker, thank you very much. And and thank all of you for listening, as always, uh, to The Advocates' Night. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a good, safe, and healthy week. Good night.
4: And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset. Sat and drank my fresh mint tea. With nothing to do until morning. And only my mind.